Good evening, sports fans. Welcome to a TV party tonight extra boxing commentary. This time, Fox Pay Per View and Fight TV bring you Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman for the welterweight title. I'm Mark Radledge, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified. And I'm joined by Mr. Toxic Masculinity himself, totally 80s. Pat Mullen, how do you do, sir? Mark thinks he's mortified. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in 103-degree weather with some sort of stomach virus, a fever, and uh, just a genuinely uh, ripe disposition, if you will. I appreciate you coming to work, even though you're sick. We weren't going to do this one. We were going to do the undercard, uh, Plant versus Lee, that was on Fox proper and was the lead into the pay-per-view. But what changed your mind? What uh, what made you decide to do the pay-per-view instead? Uh, lots of milk and magnesia, some, uh, some orange juice, some ginger ale, uh, moving an air conditioner, and yeah. Well, it's a good thing we didn't do that because that ended rather early. Apparently, Mike Lee, bit of a bum, <laughs> didn't last Mike, Oh, hard. Mike Lee fought. That's right. Yes, third round TKO for the IBF super middleweight title. Caleb Plant knocked him down lots of times. Uh, after the third time in the third round, the ref said no mas. Uh, from there, we went to Luis Neri defeating Juan Carlos Payano in a ninth round TKO. Uh, Sergey Lipinitz defeated uh, Yayar Insun via second round TKO. And our co-main event for the t- tonight's proceedings... Jordanus Ugas defeated Omar Figueroa via unanimous decision. And now we are up to our main event. The returning Manny Pacquiao versus your WBA welterweight champion, Keith Thurman. Pat, how did we get here? And why are we here? Why? Why, 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 why? We're here because Manny Pacquiao is still a star at age 40. He's still arguably one of the two or three best-known boxers in the entire world he's still a star he's still an attraction and he still has enough in the in the tank to compete with the best guys in the welterweight division what he's got here is arguably the second best guy maybe the best guy in the division who hasn't looked all that impressive as of late and this is a very live fight so didn't Manny Pacquiao retire after he lost a decision to Floyd Mayweather? Is this sort of a Terry Funk thing where, once again, he's coming out of retirement? No, Manny, Manny's never officially retired. There's been times where he said, I need to step back and focus on you know my political career or my basketball career or my singing 70s ballads career. So he took a break from boxing to go do other things, to be a renaissance man, to... Uh, Pursue other passions, but he's back. And this time he wants the WBA welterweight title. So what does Manny Pacquiao have to do to wrest the title away from the champ, Keith Thurman? Well, you know, Manny is 40 years old. And he's had 60 professional fights. He's not knocking guys out anymore. But what he is doing, and when he's successful, he's creating these odd angles of attack where he's able to get in, get out, and not take anything in return because of how unorthodox his attack is. He's going to need to do that against Keith Thurman. He needs to keep Keith Thurman on the back foot. 
needs to rattle off some combinations and then get out like he did against Adrian Broner. That said, I think it's going to be a little more difficult to do against Keith Thurman than he did against Adrian Broner. And for that matter, what does Keith Thurman have to do to push off the attack from Manny Pacquiao and retain his title? Well, offset Manny's rhythm with a good stiff jab. You have to get the jab working against Manny so you can draw his movements. Manny's a southpaw, but he's a southpaw who heavily favors that left-hand attack. So use that left hand of your own to stop his from getting in at you first. Control that distance. On top of that, keep that lead left foot outside of Manny's right. If Manny can push you with his right hand towards his left, he's able to get you in trouble and hurt you and attack. He's going to throw that straight left hand at your body. He's going to throw it at your chest. And then he's going to bring it up to your chin. So Thurman needs to look out for that as well. So from your description, it sounds like this fight could go either way. I genuinely feel it's a very open fight, as do the odds makers when last I checked. Keith Thurman, a very slight favorite at minus 115. Manny Pacquiao, just under that at minus 105. Uh, as we were in the ring with Manny Pacquiao and Keith Thurman, they're currently doing anthems and introductions and whatnot. Thomas Lennon is here. Uh, Michael Buffer was in London at the O2 Arena earlier today for a heavyweight fight on DAZN between Dylan White and Oscar Rivas Jr. Were you able to check that out at all? Nope. You didn't. Uh, there was a there was a great knockout earlier in the evening. Uh, Splifka, Splifka, Arthur Spilka. Yeah, got his fucking head knocked off <laughs> early on in the fight, and then after that we had um, David Allen who threw in the towel against David Price. He was blind in one eye. Looks like he was getting oxygen in the corner. Uh, so David Price, who was supposed to be a walkthrough, ended up with the come from behind underdog victory. By the way. Uh, David Allen compared to David Price looked like they were in two different weight classes. Not to be confused with David Allen Coe. No, it was definitely not David Allen Coe. And then the aforementioned uh, Dylan White versus Oscar Rivas Jr., um, where Dylan White won by decision. It was an interesting fight, to say the least. So that's how my afternoon's gone. I have been uh, watching DAZN since early this afternoon, and that bled right into this uh, Pacquiao-Thurman pay-per-view. Oh, sorry about that, Mark. (laughs) It's fine. It was nice to be back in my own house today, being able to watch boxing on the big TV instead of, you know, (laughs) somewhere in the corner of a house with the lights on behind, with the lights off behind a door that says, beware of the leopard, with my earphones on so as not to disturb anyone else. (sighs) Anyway. So we are almost... Jesus Christ, this is taking forever. We are almost underway here for Manny Pacquiao uh, versus Keith Thurman. Over on ESPN, there was Rafael Dos Anjos versus somebody Edwards. I don't. I think they're just about getting to the main event of that card. According to Robert Winfrey, it has been a slog tonight. Just one decision after another until I think somebody got starched. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> Uh, so much boxing on uh, on TV these days between all of these streaming services and uh, sports television channels. And so little of it any good. 
that does become a problem, doesn't it? You have all, you know, uh, while I was in the hospital, I actually watched some boxing matches on uh, ESPN Plus, and, you know, it, it killed time appropriately, but I would not say it was uh, anything earth-shattering. Well, speaking of lacking earth-shattering, you know, Keith Thurman is known as one-time Keith Thurman, but he has not scored a knockout of an opponent since 2013, unless you count Julio Diaz quitting on his stool a year later, which even then is a five-year difference from where we are and where we were. Now, Manny, of course, has not been known for knocking guys out either lately, unless you count his fight with a very used up and beaten down Lucas Matisse. Prior to that, Manny had not scored a stoppage of any kind until 2009 against Miguel Cotto. All right, I think we're about to get underway here. Pat, before we get started, uh, if you're booking fights for Keith Thurman, you know, and you're trying to uh, freshen up this guy, make him a marketable champion, uh, Manny Pacquiao, he your first choice, or would you have gone a different direction? Well, you look at who he's fought. He fought Danny Garcia, who was considered to be the other number one at the time, and beat him. Fought Sean Porter, who was another guy people thought could be the guy. And he beat him. He just came off a tough fight with Josecito Lopez after a long layoff. Good fight to get him some rounds and some, you know, real uh, some real action. Uh, yeah, why not? If you're going to take Manny, take him now while it's still worth something. And make, you know, make your name right now against the legend. Uh, any other welterweights you see, depending on how this goes, any other welterweights you see, you know, coming up that would be a good fight for either one of these guys well you gotta look at pound for pound rankings and right there near the top is a man named Terrence Crawford who is now fighting as a welterweight and Terrence Crawford may be the best fighter in the world he's gonna be squaring off with Sean Porter coming up but man this guy is real real good uh maybe the best fighter in the sport so my favorite part of this broadcast so far is that the, uh, not the ring commentating desk, but the, uh, the analysis desk that they go to when they go away from the ring had Deontay Wilder on it. He doesn't even speak English. <laughs> Did you know that one of the, one of the commentators referred to him as having the best left hand in the business? The best left hand. I believe it was, it, was either the be, it was either the best left or right. Uh, the best hand in the business. The best the best punch in the business. Something along those lines. I, had, I, I put it on Twitter because it was remarkably funny to me. And, of course, and Robert, they, Robert Winfrey that, plots. And that reminds me why I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Twitter's a, Twitter's a trash pile. All right. Oh, my God, get on with this already. Nope. We see Keith Thurman standing and bouncing in the corner. There's the graphic, 29-0, 22 KOs, nicknamed one time, and has, has not lived up to that as of late, from Clearwater, Florida, by Mark's Neck of the Woods. Studies Buddhism and Hinduism. Good for him. I don't understand how you could do that and be a fighter, but that's okay. All right, and we see the graphic for Manny Pacquiao with 61-7-2 and, and 39 KOs. He's from the Philippines, nicknamed the Pac-Man. Waka, waka, waka. A lot of pageantry with these big-time fights. Yeah, it's quite frustrating. 
it, on Eastern Standard Time, it is currently after midnight, and we haven't even begun round one yet. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> not, it's not, and, and the likelihood is this fight's going 12, so... So we'll be with you for that whole hour, people. Hope you enjoy it. Boy, this is not good. Oh, it's my favorite referee, Kenny Bayless. Please, please be fabulous and moonwalk all over the ring. Kenny Bayless is a riot in person. Is he having, met him at, having met him at the Hall of Fame, that dude is a trip. He is by far the most energetic, the most fabulous, the most entertaining referee I've ever seen in boxing. As a friend of referee Benji Estevez, who introduced me to Kenny, Kenny's making sure every table has drinks in their hand and is ready to go dance and do something. Fantastic. I won, The first time I saw him was on a showbox uh, show card, and I saw him moonwalk away from the two fighters after he broke them up, and I'm like, this is, this is the reason to watch these fights. All right, and we are finally underway here. Manny takes the center of the ring. Uh, Thurman starts out uh, sticking a jab out there, starting to back Manny into a corner. Manny circles out. He's working that jab. Uh, this is definitely going to be a feeling out round between these two. They're going to each look to establish center control. Manny for his ability to make those lined darting attacks. Keith to try to keep Manny off of him and control the distance by just turning this into a point-fighting boxing match, not letting Manny get those angles inside. I feel like Manny overcommitted there and looked like he lost his footing for a second. Not that Thurman was really able to take advantage of it, but looked kind of sloppy. Looked, looked uh, like I said, like he overcommitted. Not uncommon for Manny at this stage of the game. All right, Keith Thurman lights him up with a couple of hooks there. Looks like it was uh, one of the body, one of the head, and another one with the opposite hand of the body. I will say they both look in very good condition. I will see how the fight progresses to see if they've both got the wind to keep to go the distance at this stage of the game. Manny's starting to settle down now instead of zipping all over the ring. A lot of fingers. Yeah, I wouldn't count on that lasting long. Yeah, Keith Thurman's got him into the ropes there. Manny's starting to fight his way out. And they are trading in the center of the ring now. Not a lot of landed shots, though. Yeah, and this isn't the game I want to play if I'm Keith Thurman. I don't want to give Manny any any unnecessary chances. Yeah. We have more fainting here. Again, sort of half-committed throws here. Like you said, a lot of feeling it up. Oh, Keith Thurman just looks like he landed a good right to the uh, to, right to the forehead of Manny Pacquiao. And that's a punch he needs to work in. He needs to use that jab to blind Manny, distract him, touch him, and just figure that range out and keep that right hand pumping behind him. Oh. Big time hook from Thurman. Looks like it rocked Manny for a bit. He went. He uh, collided into the ropes there, covered up a bit. Now he started. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> Manny Pacquiao lands a straight right, knocks Thurman on his tushy. 
which again, we talked about, don't give him unnecessary chances. What do you do? You close distance, you get inside with him. That's how Manny strikes. And Matt, yeah, we've got ourselves a little bit of a firefight here. Manny comes storming across the ring, starts throwing leather right in Thurman's face. All right, and that is the end of round one. Uh, Tonight round for Manny Pacquiao, wouldn't you say? Have to by scoring standards. He doesn't get that knockdown. Do you think? Uh, do you think we keep it at a ten nine for Pacquiao or for Thurman? Because you know there was. Uh, I, don't I know. think without. I think without the knockdown, I thought Thurman actually did better work. See, I, I, I agree with you. I thought I actually thought Thurman scored more on Manny than uh, than Manny did. Manny got that. You know, got that one touch. Yeah, right there in the jaw. That's to show the replay, and down went Thurman. Like he. Yeah, just a just a long right hook where Thurman pulled his hands down and pulled straight back. Yeah, he got him on the jaw there, and his legs went right out from under him. That wasn't a push or anything else like that. He legit got knocked down. Now, it'll be interesting to see if Thurman's able to stay disciplined after this and continue boxing effectively the way he did versus jumping in and trying to answer immediately because he feels he's behind on the cards now. All right. So, uh, folks, if you're listening at home, Pat and I are watching two different feeds of the fight, so we might be a little off with what each other sees, but we'll try to keep it all on the same page for you. As we see in round two here, once again, both fighters take the center of the ring. We're working jabs. We're doing some work. We're looking for a way in on both sides. Which, again, we're going to see what does he have to answer here. Uh, Manny Pacquiao goes with two to the body. Well, he is he is definitely poking holes in Thurman's defense here. He is he is scoring some hits. If Thurman and how is he doing it, Mark? He's changing those angles every time. Yeah, he's very he is very his upper body is very active. He's changing uh, he's changing his positioning. He's changing his stance. He keeps Thurman guessing. Thurman seems a little flat. I'm I'm not gonna lie. He seems a little less dynamic than Manny is currently. He's very he's very lackadaisical right now. And I think part of that is because he's trying not to get into the firefight with Manny. I don't think I like Thurman's stance. He's standing very wide. He's giving Manny a lot to hit. Well, what he's looking to do is generate power off of his right hand. And that's fine, but he's got to also be able to use that defensively. And he's not. He's just allowing Manny to take these angles attack and not really have strong repercussions in place. I was showing Jonas recently uh, you know, the proper stance in boxing and I was trying to explain to him that if you stand wide you're going to give your opponent more to hit. If you stand thin there's less to hit there and your power comes from the shift in your shoulders and your waist not from you just throwing arm punches. Of course he's five and I don't know how much of that stuck. It might have gone over his head. It might have. I think I think Thurman has been doing a lot of fainting, but not a lot to really make Manny bite on any of it. And Manny's been able to throw some effective counter punches to him. Yeah. 
As we are in the last 30 seconds here of round two, I think I'm going to have to give another one to Manny Pacquiao. He's just he's working harder. He's scoring. He's scoring more. Now, what Thurman's going to watch for, and we saw here, Manny does that little awkward side dip and pokes with his left hand and exits to his right. Thurman can take advantage of that. It's not a, dev a devastating punch. It's just there to keep him honest. If Thurman steps with Manny, he can catch him with another hook like he did in the first round and shake him up a little bit. So Thurman uh, dove back, ev evading Manny's power punches, bounced off the ropes and tried to counter. Unfortunately, he missed with both punches, and then there was a bit of a uh, bit of an exchange in the middle right before the end of round two. Yeah, and what I, what I don't like about that scenario is he's giving ground away. If you give ground to Manny Pacquiao, you give him control of his range of attack, which is essentially unlimited the way he uses those angles. He doesn't care about throwing himself off balance or putting himself in a bad position because he's still going to be attacking. And if you're passive, you're not going to take advantage of that. Yeah, you don't want to swing wild with Manny Pacquiao because he's going to find his way inside. And that's where those... I mean, the man still has power. I understand he hasn't knocked anybody out in a real long time. But, I mean... Uh, you know, it, you know, if he touches you with one of those power punches, as we saw in the first round, he will knock you, lock your legs out from under you. Yeah, it's a situation where he's not the one punch guy he used to be, but he still hits hard enough to hurt you. So don't give him that out. I think Thurman needs to take a more technical approach here and not, you know, and not go roadhouse with this guy. Stay in close. Don't you know? Take some, take some of that power away from Manny Pacquiao. Don't let him wind up on you. Well, see, I, I wouldn't stay close to him. I would still try to establish that jab and control distance. What Thurman's not doing is he's not jabbing enough. Mm -hmm. And when he does jab, there's nothing behind it right now. Looks like Manny Pacquiao bent over right into a punch that looked like he was going for the body, and he just timed it really well. All right. And that's that's those unorthodox angles Manny takes. They can put him in trouble. So Thurman fired off a series of left uh, left jabs there. They were all blocked by Manny Pacquiao, just kind of pawing at it, uh, pawing at uh, Manny's lead right. And that's the wrong approach. You need a stiff jab. You need something to make Manny take a backward step. Not sure if Manny got all that last right there. Thurman goes to the body. Oh, we see a series of... He's looking for a way inside there. He's going after Manny's head. Manny covers up real well, though. Good defense. You know, Keith Thurman is not committing on a lot of his punches, and maybe that's because he feels he can maintain a better pace later, but it's also not discouraging Manny Pacquiao from attacking. We are in our last minute here of round three. And thus far, the best punch I've seen still this round was that snappy right hand up top from Manny. Thurman is punching consistently into Manny's defense. Lots of, lots of hits to the forearms and to the gloves. Nothing really touching Manny in the body or the face. 
And I understand that if you feel that you can wear him down and you're cutting this consistent pace. But Thurman has not done that. Thurman has not worked nearly as hard as he should be working if he's trying to tire Manny Pacquiao out. He's landed less body punches than Manny Pacquiao has. And he's not... We see a... Uh, a... Still with me? Yes. Okay. Um, yep, so we uh, we saw an exchange there and they tied up. Gosh, I watched a fight earlier on the uh, the white reviews card where these guys, I think all these two guys did was hug each other for almost the entire fight. It's pretty awful looking. And, you know, Thurman is content to sit back, wait, and try and counterpunch. You know, you can get away with that if you're an expert. You can get away with that if you're Floyd Mayweather, if you're Juan Manuel Marquez. He's not either of those guys when it comes to defensive style of counterpunching. He's an offensive guy. He's going to work behind a jab and throw combinations, load up and throw some power shots. He's fighting a fight that he's seen beat Manny, but it's not one that he fights well. I'm wondering if he thinks that the strategy here is to sort of lay low, don't overcommit in the, you know, in the first half of the fight, take Manny into deep waters because he's older and he might start to fall apart as the, uh, as the fight moves into the championship rounds and that's where he can really press his advantage. Which I would understand, Mark, but again, you have to do something besides make him work. You still have to hit him. You still have to do something to make it, to make that fight turn in that direction. And right. he's not doing that. Manny's not going to get tired if you give him free reign to attack. He's too smart. He's been around too long to punch himself out without any kind of offense coming back at him, especially when it's not coming to his body. Mm. Our unofficial scorecards, I'd say we have Manny up 3-0, both of us, with the extra point for the knockdown in round one. Absolutely. Manny comes out very aggressive right in round four here. You know, he, punched, uh, he punched Keith Thurman all the way across the ring. Now Thurman's trying to do some work, but, Man you know, but Manny just shrugs him off and is able to circle away from him. He's taking. He's covering up. He's taking some punches from Thurman. He's making Thurman chase him. And the way the fight's playing out would not surprise me if Thurman had a little bit of a gas issue late in the fight. Manny actually started this round with some very good body work. Yep, there it is. More more shots to the body, and then he goes to the head. So that's what I like about Manny in this fight. Is that he's trying to take he's trying to take Thurman's lungs. He's trying to take you know he's working that body and he's going body to the head, body to the head, you know, and he's he's keeping Thurman guessing. Yeah, he's mixed up his attack very well, and he's actually been able on the inside to take a lot of the steam off of Thurman's punches when they've come back at him just by rolling with them. He hasn't really absorbed a full flush shot from Keith Thurman on the inside, and he's been able to control most of that action. I like the uppercut there from uh, from Keith Thurman. Manny came out swinging after that. Created a lot of wind, not a lot of hits. I have to say, you, you know, something positive about Keith Thurman this round. He has done a really good job of slipping those punches, doing a lot of evasion. You know, he's making Manny, you know, Manny is sort of committing on some of these. Uh, okay, they gave Thurman the last round. Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> on the Fox unofficial scorecard. Um, yeah, he's 
Manny's committing on a lot of these power punches. I think he's trying to end the end his night early here, and Thurman is doing a really good job of making Manny miss him. He has, fight. but the problem the problem is one, he's not returning fire, and two, a lot of the shots he's coming back with, he's throwing arm punches or he's throwing off the back foot. Keith mm -hmm. one time Thurman looks to be a thing of the past here. He's not sitting down on those punches. He's not really trying to hurt Manny or establish any kind of respect. No, and I think in turn, Manny's just like, well, you know, when I, uh, when I have my druthers, I'm going to hit you with everything I've got. And there was a point in this round as the fourth round came to a close where they were in the center of the ring and Manny just literally picked where he wanted to throw Sidestep, picked again, sidestep, picked again. And Thurman had no answer for him. Look at that. Manny just walked through a punch straight to the forehead like it was nothing. Like it, like it, like it, like he was throwing feathers. Because he is. He's throwing arm punches. He's not putting his weight into them. He's trying to score points, and it's, it's not going to beat Manny Pacquiao. So... I don't know much about the psyche of Keith Thurman, but I think if he continues to take punishment like this mentally, he could break before this is all said and done. I mean, he walked away out of that fourth round pretty pretty dejected looking. It's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be wake-up call time, and we're going to see the best he has to offer starting now, or he's going to continue to plod and throw arm punches and not commit to anything and not really respect Manny or try to win this fight. We begin round five of 12 here. And yeah, so far, I, I, I don't know how they gave round three to Thurman. I would give, so far I've got it 4-0 Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, again, with the extra point for the knockdown in round one. Absolutely. And I, and I go back to that fourth round exchange in the center where Manny just picked angle, 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 and Thurman didn't answer. He just covered up. If Thurman is not careful, he's going to end up losing this fight 250-0 to zero to Canelo. I thought that already happened. <laughs> we love our running gags here on the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network. There right. are three certainties in life, death, taxes, and Canelo by decision. <laughs> All right, see, so Thurman's starting to come alive here a little bit. He's uh, He's... Oh, look at that. He had a hard right there on Manny Pacquiao. Made Manny Pacquiao's neck snap. Manny Pacquiao's covering up. He's still in it. He's still... He's not really making Thurman chase him right now. He's staying in the pocket with him. Well, and again, Thurman lands his best stuff from the outside. His problem is he advances in, and Manny's able to see the shots coming better and deflect a lot of them. You gotta stay away from that. Keep the end of that jab out. Keep the right hand at the end. That's where you got to catch Manny, where he can't catch you back. See, we're start. Look at that now. We're starting to see some shuffle in uh, Thurman's step. He's looking a little bit more dynamic, less flat than he did in the first four rounds. You know, again, I I want to see less of him laying on Manny on the ropes, more of him keeping him at a jab distance along the ropes, and firing in from the outside, controlling him and sidestep to cut him off. Don't let Manny have those exit routes. We are fighting in the center of the ring here. Thurman is really relying on that uh, that left hook. 
He likes that punch. He thinks he's going. He he thinks he's going to find a home for it somewhere in Manny's head and body. Well, the way to beat a southpaw is a good left hook because that left hook will push them into the range of your right hand and take them out of their optimal punching range. So you use that left hook almost as a positioning punch to move them off that line, and that's how Thurman's able to come around every so often with a right hand. I wish he'd put a little more on that right hand, but at least he's starting to land with a little bit more frequency. Because again, in center ring, he's not able to land cleanly on Manny very often. Huh. Manny threw that right there, but it uh, was awkward, and his feet, I think, got caught up, and he he wasn't positioned very well, and I, I didn't like it. No, but that's what Manny's done his whole career. It's just now at age 40 with his athleticism, you know, I'm not going to say it's, it's gone or it's shot, but it's not what it was when he was 30, and those things... He doesn't catch up as mo as quickly with them as he used to. All right, and we have a treat here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming in from his UFC. The Riviera Hotel and Casino. <laughs> coming to you live, 41idiot.com. You can off MMA card for the evening on ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, he'll grab you in the kittens. It's Robert Winfrey. How you doing, pal? Ugh. Yeah. Hey, look, Robert Winfrey. It's Deontay Wilder on the analysis desk. That man has no. I don't even know the word. Great groups. He brings nothing to that role other than crappy faux gold chains. It's like, the, heavyweight wow. it's the heavyweight champion of the world. At least it could be real gold. So like watching Ahmed Johnson all over again. So Pat, I think we can. You, you think we can give that last round there, that fifth round to Keith Thurman? I think that can go either way. I think Manny closed very strong and did more damage to Keith. It looks like he might have broken Keith's nose at the end of that round too. Um, I could see an argument for Keith Thurman there. I honestly gave the round to Manny Pacquiao based on the last minute of the round being very much controlled by him, and I thought he did the most effective work of the round. Okay. We are in the sixth round here. We're halfway through the championship fight for the WBA welterweight title as we see the fighters take center stage. Robert, you're just now joining us. Uh, really quick, 50 words or less, how is your UFC coverage this evening? There were a total of 10 decisions on that card out of 13 fights. The first nine went the distance, and only one of them was any good. If I hadn't asked you to come on this broadcast, would you have shoved your head in the oven? I have an electric oven. I do it all the time anyway and just lament that it's not a gas. So who do you like in this one, Robert? Uh, we've heard Pat's analysis. We've talked about uh, what each man needs to do for the fight. If you can just give me 50 words here, who do you like, Keith Thurman or Manny Pacquiao for this uh, welterweight belt? You're coming into the fight, I was kind of feeling Thurman, uh, despite his some of his inactivity and some of the issues he had in his last fight. I just... You know, Pacquiao's just been a little bit shopworn over his last couple of fights. Even the ones he's won, he hasn't really looked all that great. So I thought Thurman had a pretty good chance. Probably would have picked Pacquiao if you put a gun to my head, but I, I, I kind of had you know, one of those like gut feelings about Thurman. You know, after the first like three rounds, it, it looks like Pacquiao has him figured out already. 
I don't know if you saw it, but round one opened up with Pacquiao knocking Thurman on his ass. I did see the lunging right hook knockdown, yeah. All right. So as we proceed here, uh, Manny nice Pacquiao little, has the lead in, in uh, total punches thrown, 342 to 254. It, it seems like Manny is doing a bit of his old kind of standby as his career advanced through both time and more rigorous drug testing <laughs> he, he started adopting more of a win the last minute of every round well, that was and Pat- hope that that's all the judges remember well that was uh, the, the discussion Pat and I were having as we were bringing you in you know was I thought that Thurman had worked harder for two thirds of round five and then Manny Pacquiao came alive in that last round, and there's where we were split, because I gave that round to Keith Thurman, and he gave it to Pacquiao. If Pacquiao hadn't done as much damage as he had, I probably would agree with you giving it to Thurman, but a lot of what he did was so effective over that last 60 seconds or so that I think he did enough to kind of counteract what Thurman did before it. Round six, Pat, how do you, how do you see it? Well, you know, I'm really mystified by the fact that Thurman had plenty of offensive opportunities, and took advantage of maybe one out of every four or five he saw. And when he did, he didn't commit fully. He's throwing these arm punches again. And that's why I, I really have a hard time scoring for him when I know the punches that Manny's throwing are damaging punches. The punches Thurman is throwing are landing flush, but they're not hurting Manny. He's able to walk through them, bounce, and come right forward. So I'm still giving the edge to Manny Pacquiao at this point. All right. Realistically, then, unless Keith Thurman either knocks out Manny Pacquiao or really starts to come alive and wins every round, he has lost the title in this fight going forward. There's, I, I mean, conceivably, there's no way Keith Thurman's going into round eight here uh, with a lead in rounds. Uh, no, not especially not with a 10-8. Like, not a chance. There's no way he's ahead. All right. So we're lucky champion. couldn't give that for. I mean, I mean, look, we all know it's Canelo that's actually winning the decision, but yeah, Thurman's. <laughs> there's no way Thurman's ahead. Go ahead and mark your bingo cards, everybody. Thurman comes out with fist of fire in the in round eight. He uh, he. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. Round seven. It's round seven. I was off by round. Um, yeah, he comes out just firing at Manny Pacquiao, backing him right into the ropes. I said he's starting. He's starting to look more dynamic with each round. Uh, than, than when he started. He started off very flat here. But he's not doing enough for Pat. Pat, uh, Pat Pat's not liking uh, his lack of aggression here, his lack of ability to take advantage of opportunities. A lot of it's like, also in his feet. Like he's, I don't like he, the slappy punches. He's not really... You can see in any of these exchanges, even if he throws five or six punches, he's only really committing his weight to about the last two. Well, he nailed uh, Manny Pacquiao there with a right hook. Manny Pacquiao shook it off and said, you know, you ain't so bad. Because well, you just had to have a Rocky reference. Well, you know. But that's, that's the problem. Manny, Manny has a decent chin, but we've seen him knocked out cold by guys who are, you know, lesser punchers than what would be a full-fledged welterweight puncher. And he's walking through these without a problem. That yeah. tells me that Thurman is not committing. He took another or one. Just, or, or Thurman just really not a puncher, and right. I, I would be I would be shocked if that were the case. They took a hard right to the nose just now, and again, you know, it looked like I won't go as far as say it looked like it hurt him, but it definitely got his attention. 
I think Thurman's simply winning this round based on Manny's lack of lack of action. Yeah, Manny I think Thurman's much more active this round. Yeah, Manny is definitely slowing down now. We're starting to we're starting to see the fight catch up with him, which is what I had said from the beginning. You know, uh, Thurman's Thurman's strategy might have been to sort of give up a few rounds in the beginning, sort of coast into the middle of the coast in the middle of the fight and hope Manny Pacquiao starts running out of gas. Well, Pacquiao is definitely slowing, and Thurman's starting to find more success here. Again, I think if he'd really actually commit his weight a little bit to some of these punches, he'd have a lot more success. He, again, he's finding uh, there's a pretty decent right straight into a left hook. He's finding success, but something about his mechanics is off, and it's actually diminishing his own offense and is really keeping Pacquiao around in this fight more than he should be. As this continues, yeah, well, I, haven't, I, I haven't loved Pacquiao's footwork in this. Go ahead, Pat. Well, Thurman's also crouching down a lot of the time when he wants to set himself to punch, and he's giving up his height when he does that. So you give Manny an advantage because one, he knows when you're crouching down, you're coming to attack. You have to mix it up, and Thurman did land a good left hook at about the thirty-second mark in this round. But you know, you're also letting him know stuff is coming. Manny's able to brace himself and get out of the way or counter it. And nice uppercut from Pacquiao. Uh, yeah, that was a beautiful punch inside. And Thurman with a good right-hand follow at the end of the round. Now we're seeing a little bit of toe-to-toe. And I don't think – and Thurman that time did the right thing. He backed out of it, tried to reestablish his jab. Wasn't a man uh, – and maybe uh, I've got the name wrong here, but wasn't it something along like Marquez – who in their last fight, their fourth one, knocked out Pacquiao. Rick really just nailed him on the button. Yes, it was Juan Manuel Marquez. Juan, that's Flo- That was a scary knockout. He hit him, and he did, like, the flare flop, man. He just kind of <laughs> – he, he he got hit so hard, he actually, like, stood still in place and then fell forward. <laughs> that is the flare flop, yes. Well, you know, we've we've talked about this with other fights. That sometimes once your buttons get once your button gets pushed, it's it's hard to stay on your feet if you get too hard in the same place again. Yeah, good round for Thurman there. Uh, again, he's probably going to need at least he's going to need at least another like big round if he really wants to feel confident in in uh, decision. But the unofficial scorecards have it uh, sixty seven to sixty five with the last two rounds going to Thurman. And the only thing I disagree with is round three because I feel like. Uh, Pacquiao pretty much had it all the way through round five, and then yeah, the last two I would definitely give to Thurman. Yeah, the third round was a little bit contentious on the broadcast. I seem to recall uh, about who gave it to who. Lennox Lewis gave it to Pacquiao. I think the the yeah the unofficial score guy gave it to Thurman because of the early body work. You know, Pacquiao might also be doing the in order to kind of pace himself, know which rounds to take off and which rounds to really come ahead. Because you know, the reality is you don't have to win every round. You don't and have now, to, now have to win seven. Now we're seeing that come into play with the pot shotting. I mean, yeah, you don't even have to win every minute of every round. <laughs> you, if your goal is to win, this is uh, – they showed him in the, uh, in, a, in the crowd earlier – like the best thing Floyd Mayweather did, and again, if you want, we can talk about his individual skill. But he understood the basic philosophy of all I have to do is win 
seven of 12 rounds. Right. And, I'll, and all I have to do to win a round is land one more punch than you. That's it. He was a very economical fighter, which, did not, which sometimes did not make for the most interesting fights. Bit of a low blow from Thurman there. Well, it was a bit of a firefight on the ropes there. Pacquiao doing, putting in some work trying to take back this round. Yeah, he, he, I think he's really... He knows how many rounds he had going coming into this point, and at this point he's kind of managing which... He's managing his risk. He's managing his cardio. He's going to fight very... He's, he's going to try to win enough rounds to make sure he feels confident going to the judges. But I don't think we're going to see... He's not going to try to win every round. I mean, trying to trying to win every round for the sake of winning every round, tends to lead to foolishness. I mean, there's not a lot of fighters who really try that. And, Especially and, in this position. You know, there's times where I saw Thurman maybe land a counterpunch in this fight, and then instead of engaging in the firefight, back out. This round, he was backed out of the firefight by the offense of Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, Pacquiao really wanted to make sure he was the one landing the last punch in every exchange, and that seemed to put Thurman off a bit. Well, not, yeah, that well, the last part of that round, in the last 10 seconds, Keith Thurman hit him twice in the chin, and uh, then the round ended. It's a tough one to call, I think, because I liked Pacquiao in that round right up until the very end there. I'd probably, I think, I'd give it to Pacquiao, a bit of an edge. I mean, you, you'll, I don't think you'd go, you'd be too far out of line going 10-10 on that one either. All right, the upcoming PBC schedule here on Fox. We've got uh, Adam Kanaki versus Chris Ariola and Brandon Figueroa versus Javier Nicolas Chacon. What do you think, Pat? Huh? Huh? Swipe left. <laughs> Swipe left. <laughs> We're going to find another fight for you yet, Pat. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. You'll offer the next fight featuring Deontay Wilder or something else stupid like that, and he'll just go... We I see young Errol Spence Jr. at ringside, arguably the second or third best welterweight in the world behind Terrence Crawford. Oh, okay. it's a shame he and Crawford just won't ever seem to sign the papers to fight each other. There's always hope, Robert. Yeah, hope's a fool's errand. All right, and we are ever so closer to the end of this fight, round nine. You might get Pat for the next uh, Lomachenko fight, but that sh- short of that, probably not. I want Pat and I to cover the next Carl Frampton fight just so I can utter the line, Frampton comes alive. Frampton's a good fighter, but he had a bad outing his last time out. It's a shame. Mm, gonna, gonna Plus, you know, that'll be awkward when he dies in the ring. <laughs> we'll talk about that uh, at a future date here. We have to, we have to figure out where uh, to selectively use Pat so Pat doesn't throw himself off the place he's living in in Brooklyn. It's not really that far off. <laughs> <laughs> the Rattledgen Broadcasting Network, at least half of us are suicidal. All right. Uh, <laughs> I laugh because if I don't, I will. I have more than enough sharp implements around me. Boy, Thurman wants this round back, man. He's, he was not happy about that last round, it looks like. No, but the problem is he needs to stay on this aggressive note and fight. He needs to not throw on punches, load up on shots, throw good heavy combinations, make Manny respect you, and stay out of firing range. According to the stats, Thurman has the lead by a a large margin and power punches landed. Yeah, define landed. And define power. 
Well, right. I mean, I'm going off the stats that they're displaying here in the broadcast. Uh, we've got a 143 to 133 landed punches in favor of Thurman, according to whatever stats they're using. Yeah, again, I would take issue with both landed and power as far as how they're defining that. I mean, they're probably doing the old power punches, anything other than a jab routine. Isn't CompuBox still a thing? Probably. That's what they're using. Nice evasion there from uh, from Keith Thurman. Thurman's slipping and countering a lot better this round. I don't know if he just finally got a bit of Manny's timing down, but he's he's cooking. Yeah, no, this is not a guy you want to sit there and absorb punches with. You want to make Manny miss you. You want to look for those openings. And again, Manny's footwork has been so awkward. And Oh, look at that. Manny's starting to slow down now, and he's taking some big punches from Keith Thurman. <laughs> and I, I question how much more effective Thurman would be right now had he fought at least one or two more rounds early like this. Oh, don't tie up with him, Thurman. Come on. At this stage of the game, you really don't want to be having Pacquiao carry you around the ring. You need to be working. You need to be winning rounds. Ugh. This is the one downside to doing commentary with you guys is I don't get to hear the uh, the beautiful utterances of Deontay Wilder. Ugh. Great Google Moogle. <laughs> he kind of reminds me. Please tell me that's what he's actually said at some point on the analyst desk. <laughs> I'm waiting to say my Puerto Rican wife got fat. That's a family guy reference, everyone. Wouldn't know it. If you say so. Who the guy, who's the guy in the middle that looks like a young Mel Brooks? Uh, yeah, I have a hard time picturing a young Mel Brooks. But uh Dude came out dude came out of the womb looking fifty. Let's see who Mark's making reference to here as young Mel Brooks. That's Ray Mancini, Mark. Ah, terrific. Really, Mark, how dare you not know how dare you not know Boom Boom? It's been a while since I've seen Sir Boom Boom. He literally killed a man in the ring. What have you done? Uh he literally made terrible B movies. What have you done? Also Re- true. Reviewed <laughs> reviewed terrible movies, mostly with Robert. I have a terrible B movie of his on DVD that is a remake of the classic Body and Soul, starring him, Michael Chiklis, Joe Montana, and Jennifer Beals. We have a sign B movie. me up. <laughs> we have a B movie slated for later this year, the one starring uh, Gene Simmons that you pitched me. Never too young to die. That's the one. Oh, what a fantastic cast that has. Gene Simmons, John Stamos, Robert England, Vanity, George Lazenby. That is a stellar cast, my friend. Good selection. Ooh, Thurman is not playing around, man. He No, he came out throwing some fire. He's finally putting his weight behind these a little bit more now, too. You can see the way he's settling his footwork. I'm still not in love with that crouch he's doing, but... The unofficial scorecard has it 86-84 with the last round going to Thurman as they've traded the last few. I have it 6-3 for Manny Pacquiao. I have it 87-84. I think I'd be... Oh, I wouldn't quite be where Pat is. 
But Thurman is. Re- I think I gave Pack. I think I gave Thurman one more round than Pack than Pat did. But yeah, Thurman is really starting I'm sorry, to come along. 80, 87, 83 for the knockdown points. My mistake, folks. Yeah, that yeah that that, that knockdown is going to be <laughs> that's going to screw with some stuff. Yeah, he needs to get the. Oh, he's making Panny. Oh, Jesus, he was making Manny chase him, and Manny got him right in the gut. Yeah, he's starting to get lackadaisical defensively and relying on distance for that instead of hand positioning. Not a mistake you should make. And it almost looks as though Thurman may have punched himself out a little bit. Well, yeah, he came this... really hard over those. Uh, he spent some real. He's, had, he's put some really hard minutes in over the last couple of rounds. He has, but now's not the time to be running away from Pacquiao. He's going to run away right from his belt. In the championship rounds, no less, as you see him switch to southpaw to try to combat Manny. Usually that's a sign that he's looking for answers that he doesn't have. Ooh, that, yeah, that body shot really did hurt him. He's lucky he didn't go down. Yeah, I think he tried to say it was low. I don't know that it was low. It, it, may have been it wasn't. It... Uh, I'm wondering if he's got a bruised lower rib or, uh, or a cracked rib. And so that's part of the, part of the problem here, the, that he's a bit tender now. He's got a left hand under his rib cage that ripped into him <laughs> is the problem. He's got punched really, really hard in the guts. That'll do it. Yeah, his whole defensive posture has changed entirely and, now. And this is very favorable to Manny because he's using the the Adrian Broner defensive posture, where you hold your hands in place and lean, and you don't move your head. And Manny was able to pick that apart last time he saw that. Ooh, now Thurman's good. fighting back a little bit. Yeah, he seems to have got his uh, his ribs back under him a little bit. <laughs> Manny's got to put that theory to test with some left hands. And an Man. uppercut upstairs. Oh, God. Yeah, he's he's biting on the feints. Every time Manny even feints to the body, his entire defense drops to cover his ribs. Yeah, that tells that tells me he's hurt. He's hurt in the body, and he and he is now trying to protect himself as best he can. So I've got and it where was, the round is over. He's in the corner. He's getting some medical attention. They're working on some of those cuts there. He's he's looking he's looking anxious. And the right hands he threw were non-committal. He was very afraid to take that right hand away from his body. And watch him walk. If, I don't know if they'll show it on replay, but watch him walk back to his corner. As soon as possible, he gets that mouthpiece half out of his mouth. Uh, never a good sign. Yeah, he's having a hard time breathing, which tells me he's got a cracked rib. Or the, you know, connected tissues, bruise, possible minor dislocation. There's all kinds of things you can do to the floating ribs that are just really unpleasant. All right. I would definitely give that round to Pacquiao. I think that goes without saying. And we are in the 11th round. My unofficial scorecard is 97-92, Manny Pacquiao. And let's see the replay again just before this round starts. Ooh. Dug a beautiful left hand into the rib cage. Right to the liver, man. Right there to that little bit that sticks out under your ribs. Thurman's hurting immediately. He took his own mouthpiece out. Yeah. Yeah. Like in, in the middle of the fight. <laughs> just, <laughs> just put it back in. Well, I, I think the attempt was to run out of the ring at that point, and then he remembered a way that can't. Uh, so this, this round, he's a bit more composed. He's, you know. I don't see him quite covering up like he was before, you know, trying to protect his ribs. I think he's... But I'm not sure what he's doing at this point. He's throwing a lot of arm punches, trying to get Manny just to back off him. Yeah, he's back to that non-committal quasi-blend of offense and defense that's not actually going to get Manny to back off. 
either really commit to your defense and give up significant portions of this round making him miss or commit to your offensive counters and get him to respect you and back off. But I was going to say, the Manny, half measure is a bad idea. Psychologically, Manny has not shown himself to, you know, he's shown himself to be able to absorb Ooh, a lot the of these arm punches. Again. And, you know, he walks through them and goes right after Keith Thurman. That's been the story of this fight for me, is Manny not respecting Thurman's power, walking straight through it, and nailing him with some pretty hard punches. Because he hasn't been given a reason to, to not get, respect his power. You know, he hasn't been hit with anything solid on a frequent basis that's going to make him say, I can't, take a, I can't afford to take these chances against this guy. No, every even coming forward, Thurman's not even not putting his weight behind this. His uh, you can look at his punching mechanics, and they're not good. I mean, Deontay Wilder thinks he's the best technical boxer he's seen, but Shotay, right, Pat? And we saw a lot of those from Thurman in his last fight. We are down to almost thirty seconds here in the eleventh round, and Thurman is trying to make some hash out of uh, out of this fight with Pacquiao, but Pacquiao's just laughing it off. Well, Pacquiao hit him to the body earlier in the round again, and it, while not as bad as the previous round, you definitely saw the reaction out of him. You, you see Thurman landing the occasional punch here, and it looks like it's a punch that should hurt or should drop Manny or back him off, and it doesn't do anything because there's no weight behind it. And Manny with a good little right uppercut lead, sneaky punch. Oh, wait, that's racist because he's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Mark I hate our I hate our culture so much. <laughs> Mark, Mark your bingo cards, everybody. As we see the replays here from round eleven, man he took another uh, another big right to the face and just kind of waved it off. I don't know what again. Like some of it's his weight not being properly distributed. I wonder if some of it's distance. Like he's not getting to him really hard with the knuckles. As much as the glove. Well, and again, too, it's, you know, how is he throwing? He's throwing arm punches. So even if he lands that flush in perfect distance where you want to have that 18-inch distance of travel time, it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. We are in the last round here. All right, Pat, let me throw it to you. At this point, I think we've all agreed that Manny Pacquiao has won this thing on points. What does Thurman have to do to get a knockout? He needs to immediately get out there and assert his power. He has to, one, back Manny up. And when he does back him up, he can't engage on the inside. Keep him against the ropes at the edge of your jab and come back with a sneak right hand over the top after you preoccupy him with body shots. Then follow with your left hook. That's your, that's your best combination. Get him biting to the body, come up hard straight right hand, left hook behind it. And then you've got a shot. But you have to commit to those punches, and you have to get Manny in position to land those punches. Okay, at that time, he rushed him against the ropes. But instead of really pressing his advantage, he just sort of backed off of him. He and came... that's because he's been made to be afraid of the counterpunching. So Thurman just came really wide. Like, his arms looked like he was about ready to take flight there, and Manny nailed him right in the face. He stayed on his feet, but it didn't look, did not look good for Thurman. Where I think he... he... Don't flare your elbows, people. <laughs> I, I'm, surprised uh, Manny, I'm surprised Manny didn't kill him with another body shot when he did that. Yeah, he was in yeah. real. He was in really close when he did it. It's not like Manny had a whole lot of room to 
sort of analyze the situation and go, oh, wait a minute, you've left your body completely open. It was a very quick thing. But it looked really bad and really awkward. That could, it, like that's going to be like the Keith Thur- the title of Keith Thurman's like autobiography. <laughs> really bad and really awkward. Shockingly bad and mysteriously awkward. <laughs> there we go. So uh, Manny Pacquiao was bullying him in the corner, kind of let him out, got him to the center of the ring again, and it's just just picking his shots, lighting him up. Yeah, not he, really. He's pot shotting him largely. And Pacquiao's not going to take a giant risk here. It's it. It no, doesn't serve he, his purposes. No, he knows he's up on the cards. At this point, he you know he he's not going to try for a twelfth round knockout. He's just he's, he's got three minutes to work here and solidify his victory. I don't see you're going to see anything crazy out of Manny Pacquiao, but you know Thurman is wasting a lot of time in there. I mean, this this was early round stuff, early Thurman, uh, early fight stuff. Well, like we talked about earlier, Thurman may have been planning on Manny to slow down and run out of gas, but that's not going to happen if it's never happened before, especially when you don't do any extra work to make it happen. He was reliant on Manny just not pacing himself properly, and that didn't happen. And as a result, Thurman's had to pull himself out from behind a lot, and it's much more difficult to fight from behind than it is with a lead. He's had good rounds here and there, and he's had good moments, but largely it's been based around, one, Manny being inactive in those instances, and two, him putting out everything he had late in the fight, and he's not going to catch his second wind off of that. We're down to 10 seconds here, and I did not see a sense of urgency in this round. And when you get to the B side of these fights, if you know that you're down on the scorecards, that's where urgency really has to rear its head. And Manny just punched him in the back of the head to end the fight. (laughs) Eh, why not? And I will pick Keith Thurman by split decision. Because... (laughs) Because the the world is terrible? Yes. Yes. The world is a terrible place. The world is a vampire. <sighs> yeah, this gets brought up uh, on occasion when we talk about fighters with questionable gas tanks or who have a habit of pacing themselves a certain way. If you want to capitalize on that, you can't just rely on their mere existence being enough to drain the gas tank. If you're if you're dealing with a fighter that has a is a little bit suspect in terms of their pacing, in terms of you know how they do over the distance of a full fight, you can't just go well. This this fighter has a questionable gas tank. You know, if all I do is just kind of coast around, they'll get tired. Like that barely works on people who weigh two hundred and seventy pounds. It's certainly not going to work on anyone, you know, further south of that as far as weight classes go. You have to actually work to exploit it. And if you're counting on Manny to really gas out, that's not really a plan you should have as a plan A if you're not really going to push the pace. So two things. Sure, he lulls, but he doesn't gas. So two things. One, Manny Pacquiao looks like he's already he already knows he won the fight. Keith Thurman, you know, looks like he's he knows he lost the fight, though we haven't uh, we haven't gotten the official decision here yet. And for the love of Christ, people, who is directing the shots on this? Get the boom mic out of the shot. Mark, they know it's they know it's a, a real sports production. It's okay to have the boom there. No, it isn't. Where is the yeah, aesthetic? Okay. Where's the magic? Look, the aesthetic for the close of a boxing match is everybody and their dog jumps in the ring. Speaking of which, I know you guys like to shit all over the DAZN's production. And I'm Wait, like, do oh. I? 
It's <laughs> terrible. And I'm like, oh, it's not as bad as you guys are making it out to be. All right, today I was very frustrated with the card at the O2 Arena. Aside from the fact that it was commentated on by Waldorf and Statler, the British version, who often said of many of the fights, this is terrible, why are we watching it? And the one guy in one, in one fight said, uh, I don't even know why I'm... I, I haven't been scoring this fight because why bother? Which was the Okay, he's of, my new favorite commentator ever. <laughs> it was the line of the night. It's a great line in some cases. They, they for those kept, of us who like candor, but... They kept interviewing the fighters out of breath and sitting. And I said, you know, this, there, there should be some degree of pageantry to this. Please, you know, th- please wait for these guys to catch their breath and get them standing and looking like champions, not sitting and looking like Kevin James. Look, they also have like just the general production because DAZN doesn't actually have a production team. They kind of just rely on you to have whatever you have. So whenever you watch a boxing match from DAZN, like the mic or the, excuse me, the ring is not mic'd very well. You can't really hear anything. Well, this was a Sky Sports production, and I would have thought after all the years of doing pay per views in you know, in the UK that their production wouldn't be a pile of garbage. But I was not impressed. Considering the card that they put on, they clearly did not bring out the big guns. All right, have we got an official. Uh... No, no one's gotten their hand raised. Everyone's still, still sort of meandering about the ring. Again, this is the aesthetic of a post-fight boxing match. Really, Everyone really re- can't wait to hear the scores here. <laughs> I'm genuinely waiting for one of the judges to, like, if the, when they report the scorecards after the fact, for one of the judges to have actually written Canelo. And then had <laughs> well, crossed it out. Just either, that, it's either going to be a split draw or Keith Thurman by split decision. I'm voting for split draw. I just want to go on the record as saying that. Whatever will get the crowd to actually riot. <laughs> Mark, you're oh, wait, at, that would, they, re- oh, wait, that going, would require actual emotional investment. As they're actually announcing the scores, please tell us to stop so and turn it up so we can hear the scores. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and put the volume up on this. I can't wait. All right, they just announced Manny Pacquiao is the winner. Oh, well, that takes split all the decision. All right, split decision. It was split. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so bad. Manny Who pa- the hell scores these? <laughs> Manny Pacquiao by split oh decision, god. everybody. Oh, my God. Who scored that for Thurman? There's no reason that should have been scored for Thurman. At best, he got a draw. At absolute best. I mean, I was absolutely ridiculous. I was joking about the draw just because boxing can be terrible. You know, like the best stuff is the is the actual fighting, but then when you get to the judges' scorecards, it all turns to a mockery. These people are morons. All right, let me jump on Twitter here and see if I can find the actual scores. God, who scored that? It really was a split decision. It really was a split decision. That's so ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. Okay, wait, wait. I have the I have the scores here. Oh, here we go. Feldman scored at one fourteen to one thirteen for Thurman. Glenn Feldman. I believe so. Yes. He's a fucking idiot. Uh, Moretti and Dave Moretti sucks too. And uh, she of them both had one fifteen to one twelve for Pacquiao. I still that see that's still too close of a margin. Uh, let's and, pull up some. Uh, I was gonna say some, that's accounting that's accounting the ten eight. And they had it that close within three points. So that's a seven-five score in terms of rounds. Let's pull up some notable Glenn Feldman uh, scorecards <laughs> for the hell of it. 
Please. Canelo, Canelo over Daniel Jacobs. That's spelled with one N or two. One, two. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for uh, Canelo over Golovkin. <laughs> Probably twice. Which we all know was horse shit. Uh, let's see. What else do we have him on? Uh, give me some names here. Th- right. Those are some uh, notable ones offhand. Uh, All right. So real quick, before before we continue this, <clears throat> what's next for Pacquiao now that he's the WBA middleweight, uh, sorry, welterweight champion? Well, they keep bringing up a rematch with Floyd Mayweather. I don't think they're ever going to match him with a Terrence Crawford because that will just not end well for him. And I don't think that's how they want to get him out. Um, I'd be very shocked if you got in with Errol Spence as well. I think that's less of a risky fight, but it is one I could see him, you know, taking and losing. Always uh, for the record, Glenn Feldman also scored Andre Ward over Sergey Kovalev. I'll piss on that. <laughs> that's that is unjustifiable. You put this guy on your you put that moron on your judging panel so you can have a split decision to save some fighter's ego. That is ridiculous. All right, folks. This has been another wonderful presentation <laughs> of Rattledgen Broadcasting Alternative Commentary. Hey, boxing, uh, look, boxing judges do this to themselves. What a piece of shit. Oh, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. All right. Uh, so this week, and I'm going to see if we can do this without Pat having a conniption fit of some sort. Yeah, good luck with that shit. We had, <laughs> we had some wrestling coverage earlier in the week. We had uh, two shows back-to-back. We had coverage of AEW Fight for the Fallen. Ugh. And uh, we had that... Goddamn Outlaw fucking mud show. We, You haven't seen an Outlaw mud show like, like uh, Game Changer Wrestling. I just, no, I'm pretty sure I have. I want to do a marathon podcast of just nothing but Game Changer Wrestling cards. Tonight, by I told the... you, my friend, my friend was the referee in the pool. Yes, I, I saw him. I, we need to do more of these things. They are fabulous. Tonight was the Invisible Man Presents Wombat. Somewhere in what Tennessee. F- don't, just, nope, don't. Uh, so yes, we did a compare and contrast of AEW's Fight for the Fallen with the Evolve uh, Ran Out of Spite card brought to you by the WWE on the WWE Network. We did a separate show reviewing WWE Extreme Rules. We had uh, source material Doom Patrol, uh, where Chris Sheehan told you all the things about Doom Patrol. Myself, uh, Jason Teasley, Alexis Haina, and Robert Winfrey reviewed Crawl, where we had a long, in-depth discussion of why nothing in that movie works the way that they say it does. Not a single thing. (laughs) By the way, I don't think Alexis was expecting a serious answer as to why if all the reviewers like this are are we tearing it to pieces, and then we told her exactly why, and she said, I'm going to stop asking questions. Fair enough. (laughs) That that was my impression, at least. I'm too literal. You can't (laughs) ask me a question like that and expect me to have a goofy answer. I'm going to tell you the truth. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of goofy answers, myself and Jesse start to review the Texas Hippie Coalition, uh, their new album, High in the Saddle. And then Jesse and I got together to discuss one of the best shows 
on a streaming service app uh, that you can find. Doom Patrol Season 1, oh, brought to you by DC Universe. absolutely not true. Oh, it's fantastic. What a piece of shit that show is. <laughs> it was fabulous. No, uh, it's terrible. <clears throat> Monday, we've got uh, Cloak and Dagger, Shades of Grey. Myself, Alexis Haina, and Robert Winfrey will be reviewing The Lion King. We might also take a few minutes and discuss the Marvel Comic-Con announcements that uh, went on. This is literally the worst session of plugs ever. (laughs) (laughs) Wait until next time. Uh, It's only going downhill. We might talk a little bit about the Marvel H announcements, the good, the bad, and the ever waste of time. Uh, Robert Winfrey will then join us on the Metal Hammer of Doom for Sabaton, The Great War. And then myself and Jesse will talk about Cloak and Dagger, Season 2, brought to you by the good people at Freeform and ABC Television. I don't know why you put Jesse through that. Jesse did nothing to you. (laughs) Um, The following week... Jesus Christ. The following week we've got uh, Robert Winfrey steps into the judge's role for DC Hanna-Barbera 3... We'll also have a slate of trailer reacts for you. Uh, all the trailers that were released this past weekend at Comic-Con. Myself, Ronnie okay, Adams... Hang on, wait. I need to confirm the timing on that. That will be... Is that the 21st or the 28th? Uh, we're going to record time travel, folks. We're going to record okay. those. We're going to record those before, uh, before we record source material on the 22nd, which is the day after tomorrow. Okay, okay, okay. Just so wanted I to be a, sure I wasn't losing my mind. Yeah. Yep. I bought a really great T-shirt, and it's a uh, like a glam shot of uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, the Rockers. And I think it I've says, seen that. And it says "Choose Life" underneath. <laughs> I bought. I finally bought my birthday presents. I got a Brock Party T-shirt and a Shock the System T-shirt. How about that? I was super disappointed that the Brock Party T-shirt they had, like the hooded, uh, the sleeveless hoodie one. Mm-hmm. It comes tapered at the waist, and I hate tapered waist hoodies. Oh, that's oh, ridiculous. God, they're the worst. Uh, we'll have a review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on July 30th. L7 Scatter the Rats. L7 Scatter the Rats on the Metal Hammer of Doom. That. And then we'll have an on trial for Jackie Brown on August 1st. That's uh, that's all we got for the month of I would July. Do that. I would gladly do that show were it not for Sean Comer. I understand. So, in the month of August, Pat, <clears throat> we've got, uh, let's see, we've got Michael Conlon versus Diego Alberto on ESPN Ruiz on Swipe ESPN left. Plus. Swipe left. Got it. We've got Frampton Comes Alive versus Emmanuel Dominguez. Come on. Come on, uh, Pat. That's Saturday, August 10th on ESPN Plus. Um, I hate to say it, but I probably can watch that. <laughs> Ooh, I'm penciling it in then. Don't do it, Pat. Save I'm, yourself. Uh, you You're a young man. It, You've got a lot to live for. It's Carl Frampton. I happen. I, I really like Carl Frampton. Uh, yeah. I uh, I don't know. All oh, right. Wow. It's, for some it's, reason, I completely confused Carl Frampton with Peter Frampton in my head for a minute there. Wow, dude. Well, <laughs> apparently, do you feel like we do? <laughs> All right. Um. So that's that. That's the, that's our that'll be our boxing coverage for the month of August because I feel like if I push it too far, Pat's just going to run away from me. That's a good. He point. did. 
He moved. He moved west from where you used to think he was. So Eris, La- Eris Landy Lara is taking on Ramon Alvarez on Fox on August thirty first, which is the same night as All Out and UFC takes over UFC takeover Cardiff. So never mind. Uh, NXT takeover Cardiff. Yes, we'll, we you and I will be doing coverage of that. Uh, Damn, Skippy! I gotta watch all this shit. I at least get to do one show. I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. That is my. Mo- that's like. That's how I get through life right now with Mark. Like, there's all this crap. I find one thing that I can loosely latch hope onto, and then he takes it away from me about a week and a half out. Like, hey, this is off the schedule in favor of other bullshit. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wish we could do something for Holly versus Edgar because that's going to be glorious violence. But uh, um, it's going to be gloriously one-sided. Yeah, yeah, that is that is not a competitive fight at this point. Yeah, that's going to be a mugging, but you know you have to do your written coverage, so we can't do commentary for it. <clears throat> All right. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm really in a bind. I'm on T Public, and I'm looking for Luther Vandross T-shirts, and I only found one. Pat, when are you guys? So the Casual Heroes made an announcement that they that they discovered Anchor, and we're going to try a third iteration of this ridiculous podcast. When are you guys doing your first recording? Uh, once they release Gambit. <laughs> yes. All right, folks, stay tuned for D twenty three when they announce more movies, and when the Casual Heroes is finally going to record something. Robert, do your plugs. Um, yeah, I might not be alive this time next week because, you know, life sucks. Um, I, you can check out I my full... I don't wrong with what was said. It's factually accurate. You can check out my full review of UFC on ESPN4 that I was wrapping up at the beginning of this event. It was a long event. Again, the first nine fights went the distance, which is a record. Never before have the first nine fights on a UFC card got went the, uh, gone the distance. Uh, so we broke that. We tied the record for total decisions on a card at ten. Uh, there were two crappy heavyweight fights. Um, three crappy heavyweight fights. There was an Arlovsky versus Rothwell fight that went the distance. Oh, did it really? I can't believe yes. you didn't have a stroke. Wait. Ben, ben Rothwell and Andre Arlovsky. Eleven years after their mat, after their epic affliction. confrontation at Affliction Band. <laughs> I remember that. It was a terrible fight, but yeah, Arlovsky wins again. This time via decision. Uh, Juan Adams and Greg Hardy fought. Uh, Alexi Olenek and Walt Harris fought. Uh, RDA and Leon Edwards had a pretty decent five-round fight. Uh, Leon Edwards really has come into his own. Uh, I don't know how he does against, again, like the top three or so. I know RDA was ranked third going into this, but that was, I don't believe, accurate. I don't know how he does it again. He called out Jorge Masvidal because Masvidal embarrassed him backstage after their la- when they were both on that card in uh, Liverpool. I'm assuming RDA won. No. Oh, he lost? Leon Edwards wins. Said, be- Leon Edwards beat him. I wasn't listening. That's okay. No one was watching. Now you know how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find my full report for all of that action. Catch up on anything you missed. Uh, commiserate. Laugh at me having to do it. I don't really care. Uh, let you can find me hosting the four one one ground and pound MMA podcast most Sundays. Uh, last week was me flying solo. This week. 
uh, we'll, we'll be recording tomorrow. It should be me flying solo again, I believe, unless Mark uh, changed his mind on a few things because he said maybe he was going to be on that one, but I don't know. Well, you've, now you've described this card. What the hell is there for me to talk about? Well, we're also going to preview <laughs> UFC 240. That's the now this, the co-main event of that is Cyborg versus some broad, right? Yes, an undefeated broad who held the Invicta Featherweight Championship. Mm. Also on that card, Jeff Neal and Nico Price is a surprisingly good uh, fight for that level of welterweight. Um, okay, yeah. After that, it's just the Canadian contingent. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, actually, Olivier Obamerce and Armin Sarukian could have some really fun wrestling exchanges. Uh, Christoph Yatko will continue his downward trend because another promising guy who just couldn't quite live up to it. Hakeem Dawudu gets a can to beat. I, hate... I also found two really cool-looking Luthez t-shirts. Nice. Very good. So anyway, there'll be a full preview of that card, breakdown, and then, of course, news from the week, uh, including the announcement of... Look, the sport of MMA kicks me in the balls a lot. But occasionally I get something good out of it. And the UFC announced this week the main event for their card when they returned to Vancouver later this year. And I get that I get one of the few fights that I said, there's a handful of fights that I really want to watch. And I've said, please, please make this. If, we, if this doesn't get made, it'll be a crime. And yet another one, because earlier this year we had another one of those in Tony Ferguson and Donald Cerrone. Now we get... One that I've said I've wanted for a while now. We get Cowboy Cerrone and Justin Gagey trying to kill each other for five rounds, and I am... Oh, just hook that into my veins. But I have a question. All right. When are we getting Justin Bieber versus Tom Cruise? Uh, When Gambit comes out, they're going to have that at the premiere. God damn. (laughs) Like, you really didn't set yourself up for this. (laughs) All right, folks. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of alternative comedy. Because they're get- no, no, they'll do it because they're going to get Tom Cruise to be eighty-year-old Gambit, <laughs> old man Gambit. That's right. All right. Once again, we hope you enjoyed this alternative commentary for uh, Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman. I want to thank Robert Winfrey for joining us. Always, Pat Mullen. Thank you for providing your expert analysis. Be well. Be safe. And behave. <laughs>